You're listening to the Melbourne Lights Church Midweek Extra. Okay, hello family and friends and welcome back to our Radical Jesus series. Yay! I have the most beautiful, wonderful, awesome Monica Zanato with me right now. Hi, Monica. Hi, Gabby. So good to be here. It's so good to have you. I love it. We got to hear from your husband, Paul this morning and he yes. preached up a storm he, um, he really <laughs> went for it didn't he <laughs> Which is fun. Yes. and now I get to, to chat and we're going to unpack some of what he said and and the theme of what he was talking about which I'll tell you about in a minute uh, with Monica Monica's going to help me unpack this so it's exciting we're in an exciting season aren't we we are indeed <laughs> so good um we're just finding that in this season that that there's this clear clarion call and I say this every time but I like to just remind us every week and I like it because it reminds me you know just to be ruthless about making everything we say and do about Jesus and the Holy Spirit is bringing us back to that powerful simplicity of holding knowing and encountering Jesus and there's always more isn't there like we've followed Jesus for a while and there's always more isn't there there is. Yeah, he's so good and so faithful to um, to always grow us up into him. Yeah, so beautiful. So true. And, you know, it's in that place of encounter that we become transformed to be like him, exactly what you said. And the Bible says that you become what you behold. So it's time to become captivated and fascinated once again with Jesus. And it's our little blurb that we've been saying every week, Monica. I've been repeating this and um. And Matt and I were joking last week saying we should put it up at church and we could all say it together and just declare this because we, we have fun with it. So I'm going to say it again. Radical Jesus, the table turner, the miracle worker, demon deliverer, food multiplier, storm stopper. That's our that's Jesus. Our Jesus. <laughs> Who walked on water, healed the sick, ate with sinners, stopped for the one and stopped for the crowds. That's, that's our, our Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Demons and the religious were confronted by him. The broken, shamed, outcast and lost were found and restored by him. That's, That's our, our Jesus. Jesus. Come on. So good. Son of man <laughs> and son of God. And everything he did is an invitation and permission for us to walk in. And Jesus says that we would do greater than he. John 14, 12. I think every week I've been saying it and it's sinking in. I still can't see it because it blows my mind because Jesus did some pretty awesome things. But every week I'm like, he said it. Like he said it, I'm starting to get this. I'm not doing it yet, <laughs> but he said it. It means we've got permission to. So let's behold him so we become like him and then do what he did and the more that he's invited us into. Now, like I said, on Sunday, which for us is today, it may not yes. be the day that people are listening, but on our Sunday, Paul preached a compelling and convicting message about radical Jesus who came to serve. And he said, uh, what was the title of it, Monica? Descending, in, descending into greatness. I love that. And it sounds mm. so opposite, doesn't it? Descending into greatness. But that's yeah. the kingdom, isn't it? It is yeah. just to upside down. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Much yes. greater than our thinking. Very much greater. Descending into greatness. And, and really this whole thing about our, just the humility and that there's strength and power and humility that Jesus was the servant king and I know Paul said I mean those two words don't go together that doesn't happen I mean a servant serves the king but Jesus came as king but a servant king who served us he did some beautiful things when he came and walked on this in on this earth and I, I really I really love it it's so exciting and you know 
in this series, we have been looking at Jesus through the lens of 1 John, John 4, 17. And it, that says, as he is in this world, so are we. So everything Paul preached about Jesus as servant king and how he descended into greatness is an invitation for us to step into and be as well. We're called to be like Jesus and the Holy Spirit wants to empower us and transform us to be just that. You know, Jesus modeled servant leadership so beautifully, that servant heart. Wow. I mean, there was no one that did that. And again, he's the king of kings. So it blows our minds. It messes with the mind a little bit because it's like, what? This king of kings, this almighty one who was there right in the beginning, who is God, came down and stepped, you know, off those streets of gold and, and walked the streets of dust to be with us, to wash dirty feet. And you're like, he's just beautiful. It's, it's, there's no king like Jesus. And there's such a security and strength in the way that he, he just knew who he was. Like he knew the voice of the father, knew his mission, and he always led and ministered out of that place. And it's beautiful. So Monica, uh, you know, it seems so much of, you know, that, that so much of having a servant heart and being a servant leader is tied up in, in, in security and being secure about who we are in identity, really. So much of this journey is about identity, isn't it? It really comes down to that. Can you speak into that a little bit? I sure can. I Yay. definitely can. I've had a lifelong journey wow. seeking God to overcome insecurity and find out my identity in him. Amazing. So I'd love to speak into that. Um and it's really a matter of knowing who we are as daughters or sons of our loving yeah. Father God, accepting how he made us. He made yeah. us good. Uh, there's a verse in Romans that says, the clay should never say to the potter, why did you make me this way? And that's wow. spoken to me. So we find out who we are in him, how he's made us, and then what we are on this earth for. Yeah, so good. And then all that we and, and as well as what we're here for, all that we have in him to enable us because of who we are in him. So we've got the inheritance, the authority, the sufficiency, the empowerment wow. to be here on earth as he was. Wow. It is, it's totally mind-blowing. And, and Jesus knew, Jesus knew who, who he was. He was the son of God. Yeah. Um, but as we, Paul said and you said, it's upside down. He came to serve. Uh, it says, in Philippians that he emptied himself of his privileges as God. That's amazing. It is, isn't Mm. it? Mm. Mm. I love how he's both and. He was both servant, came to serve, and he's still the king of kings. Yes, yes, I love that. Both and. It messes with our brain. We're like like one or the other. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. And then Jesus knew what he was on, on the earth for and how it ended to be our redemptive sacrifice and he says in Philippians he humbled himself even to be obedient to death on a cross and we know that he actually didn't want to because in the garden he he asked his father God he said father can you please take this cup away Uh, but then he said nevertheless yeah my will but your will and it says when um he wasn't, he chopped, Peter chopped, chopped the ear of the soldier yeah. off. Jesus said, I could call 12 legions of angels, which is like 72,000 angels, to stop him having to go to the cross, but he didn't. He was obedient to death for us. Amazing. So he knew why he was here and he went, followed through on his purpose. Yeah. And, and for me, that definition that Paul spoke of this morning um, sums it all up. The definition of humility is not thinking 
less of yourself is thinking of yourself less. So good. So powerful. <laughs> and Jesus yeah. did that. He wasn't thinking of himself when he went to the cross. Yeah. He was thinking about the mission the Father had given him and the love that God has for all of us. Yeah. So every time I spend time asking Holy Spirit to speak into my insecurities, it's usually along the lines of, Monica, it's not all about you. Yeah. <laughs> In too. a kind way, of course, that yeah. the Holy Spirit does. Yeah. It's not about you. In other words, don't think less of yourself. Think of yourself less and stay focused on Jesus. Yeah. Think of him more and his kingdom and what he's calling us to more and ourself yeah. less. That is so good. And it's actually so freeing and it's so releasing in the times where I know I've done that too. And I'm getting better at that. I'm not good at it all the time. And the Holy Spirit's good with me like that as well. And he'll do that with all of you guys listening too. He's very committed to, to our growing <laughs> and growing up and, and doing this in us. But um, yeah, it's, they're the times that you do step out and you can share like I love those times where it's not it's becoming less about me which is so good <laughs> because the times where it has like and I'm the same as, as you in some ways like I've had a lifetime of insecurities and just fears and having to do it afraid anyway but you know like just so self-conscious it's, yes. it's flipping and I'm becoming more and more God conscious and and mm. those are the times where he just moves beautifully like when I'm out of the way in my mind <laughs> Like I'm not consuming my mind and I'm not thinking, overthinking, and it's just about him. Wow. Like I see mm, just so really. much. It's so joyful, but there's so much that seems to happen. And I think it's just because I'm not so self-focused. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. wow. We're getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Thank <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's good. Oh, it's I'm slowly getting there. <laughs> and it's a journey, isn't it? it it's is. a process and, yeah. and just working with Holy Spirit, letting him do that in us. Yeah, mm. so good. So good. Look, Monica, I was thinking about us and just thinking, I read something about, you know, that being a mother, being a mum is one of the highest honours um, and hardest jobs in the world. As as you know, you never switch off. It doesn't matter. We've both got grown up kids <laughs> and you're still a mum to them. Like, they, they, yeah, it's got different um, challenges when they're big and different things that you have to trust God for. And, and the journey looks a bit different, but you never switch off from being a mum. Mm. And more often than not, like I read something where people were asked, you know, to name someone who's the most selfless servant hearted person they know. And nearly all of them, I can't remember, it was a high percentage, but I can't remember what, but nearly all of them said um, my mum. And I yes. thought that's amazing. That's that's really wow. Um, so how has being a mum helped shape you in terms of having that servant heart and, and servant leadership qualities, you know, the characteristics? Well, at the beginning, you actually don't have a choice. I know. <laughs> so you've got this little tiny thing that's totally dependent on you and you've got to somehow keep them alive. Yes. <laughs> so you've got, it's a bit of a shock to the system, actually, to be honest. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> the selflessness you need to find. Oh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but I found uh, it was a lot about what I focused on as well. Um, yeah. I remember thinking, how am I ever going to survive with such little sleep? Yes. And you hear people talking about, oh, you need your me time. I'm thinking, how am I going to survive without my me time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have me time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then adjusting my thinking and expectations. Yeah, and good. Focusing instead on, the extra first of all, when they're little, the extraordinary, extraordinary mother love that you yeah. have for them. 
when yeah. they're so helpless and then it, it's so much easier yeah and then as you get older you have more choice about how selfless you'll be <laughs> yes <laughs> but again um I found that if I um focus more on the aim of, so the aim is to raise responsible contributing godly adults yeah. eventually yeah so staying focused on that then it gives you the motivation to be selfless for the right reasons too not when they're yeah. demanding you to be selfless but when you true. need to be selfless <laughs> that is true <laughs> yes yeah and wow. it's the same in the kingdom stay focused on the aim Jesus so good and his love and our motivation has to be the love that we have for him and he for us that compels us and I then if we focus on him and not my needs yes um, even it's not even about focusing on the needs of others it's about focusing on the aim which is Jesus very good yeah and then and saying nevertheless not my will but yours then yeah. walking in step with his spirit then he provides everything we need to be servant-hearted I guess and selfless when we need to towards the right people we need to at the right time when we need to be that's really good. Yeah, that's that's true. That's really good and really helpful. Really, really helpful. Um, I love that. I love that. And it is a again a process, and a, I've been transformed. And and yes, I like that you said at the beginning you don't have a choice when you become a mum. <laughs> don't. <laughs> and you actually, well, I know for me, I I've quickly uh, could see where all my selfishness. <laughs> <laughs> was because I was like oh what yeah. I don't feel like doing that I don't want to you can't just walk away from being a mum yeah um, but the big there picture, times you feel like it though. yeah yeah you know, yeah I, I know I want people to serve me I don't want to do this I don't want to be this grown-up anymore <laughs> but uh, I used to get uh, jealous of my babies in the pram thinking I wish I was them then I could just lie there and someone would push me around. <laughs> I know we did have our but yes <laughs> I know but the Holy Spirit's so good and he's so there and and really Jesus mm. uses everything doesn't he whether it's being a mom or whatever situation he's transforming us into the image of Christ and let's yeah. keep our eyes on Jesus seek first the king and the kingdom and yes. all these things will be added and I love that you said big picture remember the big picture and and you know like Jesus for the joy set before him endured and there are th times we do endure uh, but there's a big picture there's joy on the other side and let's think big picture I love that so good I mean Jesus was radical he was amazing he always shocked the paradigms of those around him and even today he keeps shocking paradigms and shifting paradigms um, with the way he's and the way he did things and you know he revealed and released an upside down like we said kingdom or sometimes I say well actually right side up kingdom yes. it feels upside down because it's different this kingdom on this world but his kingdom is the right side up really and he had to put justice back into that I love the picture at the last supper like Jesus um, would have been the host at this event and the apostles are the guests and you know washing the feet of travelers weary travelers would have been a job assigned to I, I found this interesting i found this actually assigned to a gentile slave by the host not even a jewish slave would be expected to do something this lowly wow. apparently um, wow. the host of a meal would never lower himself to perform this task this vile task um, the travelers in ancient palestine would have worn sandals as we know 
uh, it was different times and their feet, they walked everywhere and it's dusty and warm and hot and their feet would have been filthy from traveling on dirt roads. And, and it's like, wow, Jesus Christ, the King of all Kings, though he was, you know, Philippians says, though he was in the form of God, like you said, did not count equality with God to be a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, like you said, taking the form of a servant that he would stoop down and wash the dirt off the disciples feet and Matthew 20 28 says but even the son of man came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many I think he's so beautiful Jesus is so amazing. beautiful he's amazing yes. and he really I mean even the, the the disciples there were were just rattled that Jesus would do that they didn't want him to they're saying stop like but he of course that's what he, he came to do um, Monica can you tell us a story of a time where you've chosen or Holy Spirit maybe has asked you to do something that's been pretty tough like that you know like or unpleasant or yuck but you knew it was him and you knew that that you were called to serve in this way yeah um the thing that came to mind was in in I went on a mission trip to Indonesia yeah and yep. we're in uh Surabaya I think we were yeah and we so we you know we did different things every day and one day we were going to a slum to bring some rice to the yep. people in the yep. slum so we had to and I have this thing I've got a problem with smells like I've got heightened olfactory do you smell so oh. smells for me <laughs> the worst because I can smell more so I was actually worried about the whole trip to Indonesia yes yeah the thumbs and I thought okay Lord you've got to give me the grace for the smell yeah yeah and then we yeah. had to cross the river and the people in this slum lived on the river yeah and they derived their income from from with fishing nets getting the rubbish out of the river and recycling wow. it okay that's all, all the income they yeah. had and the wow. river was also the only place they could go to the bathroom yes so, so you yeah. can imagine yep 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 um then we got so we carried the bags of rice and we got to the room and someone said who wants to preach I said me <laughs> so I got wow. to preach the good news to so these good. people in the slum that's so good and what what went from how am I going to cope with the smell and walking through all the rubbish and yeah yeah became pretty well the highlight of my whole ministry life wow because that verse came to me at that moment Isaiah 61 preach the good news to the poor yeah I thought it doesn't get much poorer than this it doesn't get much more amazing than right here to the poor and just to watch their faces when I talk to them about the love of Jesus and that he's there always there for them and they can talk to him at any time and you could just see the hope coming onto their faces Oh. So, yeah, it was the most amazing experience. Amazing. Mm. That's and so... God helped me with the smells like yeah. it didn't worry me. He just provides the grace when when we I need it. That. It's true mm. that, that grace is, is, yes, it's a gift, but it's the empower, empowering of the Holy Spirit to do what you couldn't do otherwise, isn't it? And exactly. he does yeah. that because you were willing and you said yes, even though you knew that you had this. <laughs> Oh, and I've been in slums in other nations too, and it's hot and it smells like it's mm. bad. It's overwhelming at the best of times. So it's like, oh, but but it's so worth it. Again, you were looking big picture and you saw you were moved by love and compassion that mm. it pushes you out of that place of it's not about me. Like bad yeah. luck, it stinks. Yes, I feel sick. But look at those faces who are so 
they're just people who Jesus died for and they're desperate for something of him. And, mm. and it just takes you to that next place, doesn't it, where you can do it because it's for the joy you endure, for the joy you push through, for the joy. And then, wow, what a joy that it, it, it just becomes a joy. And it shifts your perspective too from everything. our Western world, <laughs> how yeah. we live. Yeah, mm. exactly, exactly. And it's so awesome that that, that became a highlight. What mm. you thought might be the hardest, awfulest, <laughs> became the highlight and I love how God does that that's so beautiful and I love that he says what you do for the least of these you do for me and he picks it personally so well done that's just so beautiful so so beautiful and you know when we we lead or minister with a servant heart and mindset it does release something of the beauty and power of God like it opens doors doesn't it absolutely just think it's so precious um Bill Johnson from Bethel Church says this you rule with the heart of a servant you serve with the heart of a king and I really like that it's like you rule with the heart of a servant because you know that everything you have access to is for the benefit of others and we're here to serve we're here to do what jesus did um and but we have access to 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 everything that's god and you serve with the heart of a king because you know that you've been placed in people's life as royalty uh, so beautiful we don't lord over like like the might we don't control and we we come with love and we undergird and we come down low and we get down i often when i'm on the streets or talk even when i've been in other nations but i love to get down low like on my knees so that they're kind of looking down at me rather than me looking and i don't know why but i just thinking of it right now i think i think that's where jesus sometimes gets it's like this position of humility that i'm not above you i'm Mm. here to serve you like i want to and it's amazing the doors that open when you just come with such humility and you love you just love with no agenda it's it's beautiful I do, I do love that saying. Um, if we know who we are and what we have access to, that we are royal sons and daughters, then we have nothing to prove. Like we've already been approved by the king. And so we can, we can qu- quite comfortably get in the dirt with somebody and sit with them. And, and that's okay. Like, like it's, it's sometimes the best place to be. Uh, we, we've got nothing to prove. Monica, how do you keep yourself secure in your identity uh, so that you don't feel used or feel less than or be comparing? Like, what do you do? Well, um, as I mentioned a bit before, the love of Christ has to yeah. compel me, has to be my motivation. So I, th- I think it's so important for us all to just keep asking for deeper and deeper revelations of his love. Very and then, good. then when yeah. we know how much we're loved, then we're yeah. motivated with the right motivation and it's like an overflow of that love, that's of the gratitude for that love. Yeah. Um, for whatever. And then we can serve as unto the Lord because yeah. we love him because he loves us first Yeah, um, with whatever he calls us to. But if I focus on people, then I'll feel used. Yeah, um, true. But, and we're not called to. We're not, you know, trying to be nice or... <laughs> yeah focused on or be people's savior they've already got jesus that's very good yeah Uh, but if i serve people because i'm serving god first and foremost and he's asked me to then i won't feel used i might feel disappointed if they don't step into all he has for them yeah like he probably does but not used yeah Yeah, very good and then if i focus on myself that's when i'll feel less than (laughs) yeah yeah and i've talked to god a lot about this over 30 years of walking with him um, about feeling less than and comparing yeah and he as I said earlier he'll say it's not about you and he'll usually include some of my favorite scriptures like second corinthians my sufficiency is from him not from myself 
uh, Ephesians 2, that he's created all of us as his masterpieces to walk in works that he's prepared ahead of time, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And John 15, abiding in him, that, that's when the fruit comes, when we abide in him. So uh, good. Yeah. And we don't have to feel like we're deficient or yeah. anything because we're abiding in him and he'll provide everything that, that is needed yeah what he's called us to that's it yeah yeah I love that I love that one of the biggest things for me has been um learning to look at the father and hear the well done of the father like I I know I've I've longed for approval I suppose for over the years from from people and to be applauded without really like I'm not I I suppose I'm being vulnerable in saying that because I think deep down that's what I've wanted. I haven't always thought that's what I wanted, but there's been times where I've like been disappointed if I didn't get, you know, the well done from others or, you know, and I think, oh, did I do a good job? Like this insecurity would rise up and now I'm just learning. The father's just saying, look at me. And, and I, so now when I'll do something, or I'll share or whatever it is, uh, whether it's on the streets or preaching, whatever it looks like, uh, I'm learning to more and more, look at the father and go how did I go like and I'll just hear him say yeah that was good well done or you know put his arm around me and if I feel that then it's like okay I need to just that's enough if I've got the well done of the father that's enough that's enough and yeah it's it's so special when you get that and um he's right there like it's not (laughs) like he's holding back or he doesn't want to give you that either it's just um learning to look to him before you look to others and it's beautiful Mm. to encourage one another and love one another and honor one another and I love that too (laughs) but I know for me it's been something um coming out of a place of insecurity and rejection like many years back it's been something that I've had to learn where the whole I I really think it's father filtered too where he's sometimes held back people back from giving me that because he's wanted me to go to him and just learn to be secure in him and I still have to learn that sometimes (laughs) I still do oh don't we all Um, yeah yeah and it's okay it's good it's a good place to be so I love that um Monica what do you think uh some of the biggest misconceptions around the idea of the word servant or being a servant uh so I, I thought of three different things one is a performance mindset very good yes so some people feel like oh I should out of religious duty I should serve because that's where my worth and identity are going to come from yeah but but no our identity comes from being God's daughter or son and we're purchased with the blood of Jesus yes serve out of that gratitude and revelation of how amazing is his grace so good we don't have to perform it's it's the other way around it's out of the gratitude of what he's done yeah not to earn points from him uh, and number two, the, I don't know if you've heard the term worm theology. No. <laughs> I'm a, like I'm a worm, I'm oh, a worthless sinner, yes. yes. so I should be a groveling servant. That's all I should be. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, we are. We are sinners, which is totally why we need Jesus. <laughs> We're all fallen short of the glory of God. But then we need Jesus and we repent and we turn the other way. Yeah, and he adopts us, and now we're a royal daughter or son yes, of the King of Kings. Exactly, Amen. And he calls us to serve as Jesus did. So we're serving not because we're worms, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we have to be a groveling servant. We're serving out of that kingdom authority. That's really and good because Jesus did. Because Jesus served with a servant heart. Beautiful. That's really freeing. I love that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the the third one is when we serve people. I think I mentioned that before too. So 
when we serve people, then we're going to get hurt and burnt out even. And But we're serving God and then he tells us to serve people. Yeah. Slightly different. Yeah. So we're still serving people, but it's because God told us to. Different motivation. Yes. To yeah. see his kingdom come and to see people saved and set free, but because of him. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's the motivation, the why we do it changes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. I've got my next question was, um, and maybe they're kind of connected, was heart, heart blockers. Like what are some heart blockers to being servant-hearted? Are they kind of the same thing, do you think? Yeah, yeah. they're sim- very similar. Yeah. Um, me, I put, I wrote down when I'm on the throne. <laughs> yeah, yes, I like that. And Paul's list, uh, you can go back and listen to it, about pride yes. and prejudice. So, um, yeah. When I, yeah. yeah, when I'm on the throne, out of religious duty, then we'll burn yeah. out uh, instead of as unto the Lord and yes, love of Christ compelling us. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. That's very helpful. Thank you. That's amazing. And I really felt as you were saying about the worm theology that maybe there's some people listening who you need to um, just break free from that, like get out of that place mm. of, of thinking you're just a worm and you're worthless. And why would God use you? Because like Monica said, you, you're a son or a daughter you've mm. become and not because none of us have earned that. We know that we couldn't do this on our own, but everything he's done has now placed you into sonship into royalty and then you can like it's okay to remember where you've come from but don't don't be stuck in that worm mentality because that's not where you belong uh, you mm. are a son and a daughter i wanted to just say that uh, that's so beautiful um, and Paul's- the enemy will always try and bring you back to the worm theology yes that's the enemy that's alive the enemy very good. Yeah. So what do you do when that happens? No. What do you do when, when that happens just for people listening? Because some people don't yeah. know, like practically, mm. what do I do? I just feel like that's my identity. Yeah. So then we need to remind ourselves of who we are in Christ and remind the enemy as he lies yes. to us. Say, no, that's not the truth. The yes. truth is I'm an adopted daughter or son of God and I'm seated in heavenly places with his inheritance i'm seated on the throne with him yeah very good yeah yeah exactly um good stuff so paul spoke really strongly today about pride and prejudice you mentioned that and um can you speak a little bit more into to why those two things and why they're so detrimental Mm. well i don't want to be opposed by god (laughs) exactly i'd much rather his grace but it does say that that um if you know the pride at God opposes the proud yes. and gives grace to the humble. So um, it's detrimental because being opposed by God is totally detrimental. Yes, absolutely. There's not much more you can say on that because <laughs> yeah, you don't and want to also, be opposed. Yes. <laughs> and it dethrones Jesus in our life. Wow. Pride. Yeah. So it puts us there instead of Jesus. And it says in Revelation that um the river of life throws, fl- throws, flows <laughs> from the throne. <laughs> yes. Flows from the throne. So when Jesus is king in our life, the river of life flows. Wow. Yes. But if he's dethroned <laughs> because of our pride, then the river of life is can't flow from the throne. Flowing. Wow. I like that. That's really powerful. And then people wonder what's going on like why is there no fruit why is there no why does my life look like this why is it dry yeah yeah and that might be a clue right there 
It's yeah. really powerful, Monica. I really like that. It's really helpful. Um, in Luke 15, 1 to 32, I was just thinking about the product. This is the story of the prodigal son, which is really the story, story of the lost sons. Um, they're two lost sons, really. Uh, one runs away that we know of, uh, which is mainly the focus um, of, of the story. And, you know, he squanders all his inheritance. He brings shame on himself, on his family by doing that and gets to such a, a terrible place and eventually decides to come back home and I love the picture of just the father waiting you know the radical love of the father who's watching waiting runs to the son puts the robe and the ring I mean it's such a beautiful story of 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 just his love his love but I was thinking more in terms of the second son who never left home um, who was working hard faithful son in the fields just working working and I, you know, I was thinking he's just as lost, and he was very upset, wasn't he? When the father throws the ears, that a party's happening, and he finds out that the your brother's back, and and they've mm. killed, you know, the the best um, lamb, and it's time for a party, and he's quite upset, and he's he says, you know, I you've never done anything like this for me. This jealousy rises up, and he's like, like indignant, and like, how could you? And um, I love this part because the father just lovingly says and reminds him, you know, hey, all that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. And I think a big part of the problem, um, even in terms of us loving people well and serving like Jesus, is is really linked to an orphan spirit. Uh, we're holding on and we're, we're jealous or we're afraid that we're, we're not going to get noticed or our bit. And, and it's just this orphan spirit, because if we knew the father and we knew that all that he has is ours, we wouldn't have to feel like that at all. We could celebrate. We could, yeah, there's a security that comes in, in knowing that. And, um, you know, the father's just beautiful and everything he has is ours as well. I love that so much. Um, Monica, do you have a, a story or something that's connected to that or just even something else, a story, another story, one more before we have to wrap this up where God has used you to serve and it's been an answer maybe to prayer for someone or it's even connected to the story we read or it's been a door opener to the love of God breaking in? Uh, I couldn't think of... I. Yeah, I thought I'd share just general because I yeah, couldn't think of one, one specific time. Yeah, but yeah. as I said before, smells are my thing. So visiting, <laughs> like when we, we used to, in a church I was involved in, we did this thing called evangelism explosion and we'd go and visit people in their homes that yeah, had yeah. some connection. So a couple of times the homes were smelly. <laughs> yes so I'm like, there's my imagine. smell thing again and you know visiting people in hospital sometimes yes. the smell's not very good there there is so, a smell um, in hospital isn't there there's yeah. a hospital smell too yeah yeah which is usually okay but sometimes it's a bit worse um but yeah. a- again god is always um, it's always worth it it's always so worth good. it and yeah, time man. i'm an introvert so i need space and sometimes yeah. god has said no you i want you to spend time with that person and again, wow. it's always worth it if he's wow. if he says to because there's nothing nothing better in the world yeah. than watching God move in someone's life, yes. setting them free, transforming them. There's nothing like it. So there's it's nothing. always worth it for smells or time. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to step into what he's asking. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think what you're saying too is is there's a real relational aspect to it. It's like do what he says yeah there's general things we've been called to do and to, to love people and to you know go and heal the sick and raise the dead but in the going he gives the specifics too and he's mm. so um good at that like he's so good at leading us to the one or saying 
yep, actually, I want you to do this, or I want you to go there and minister there, or uh, and 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 even knowing who our who we are and our personalities and and being okay with now it's it's okay like pull away you need time to recharge and he's so good like you don't have to fear that that you know if we're walking closely with him he's going to speak and he's going to lead and there's just so much wisdom and grace and peace and yeah his yoke's easy yes (laughs) yeah 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 it's not striving and works for the sake of works and ticking up mm. boxes because I need to do it and if I don't and you know again that's not knowing the father and that that, that loving father that says all that I have is yours just hey yeah. it's okay it's okay you're with me and I love you and all that I have is yours and then it's just ah oh, okay okay well it shifts everything and there's this peace that's in it and you can partner with him in it and like you said, so much grace, empowering grace then to do what he's called you to do and told you to do. And it's just, it's wonderful. It's it beautiful. Is. It is what, wonderful. What a beautiful uh, privilege. I was trying to find the right word, but privilege yes. that we get to do this. We don't yeah. have to. We get to. We get to partner with him. I love that he wants to partner with us. He could do it on his own. He could just send the angels. It'd probably be more powerful and effective. <laughs> but he says, no, I want you. I want to yes. do it with you. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And then he gives us everything we need to do it too. It's not like we have to come up with it ourselves. We amazing. get to walk in step with his spirit and yeah. empowered and enabled by his spirit. Beautiful. So amazing. So amazing. Look, I know we, I'm checking my timer and we are doing really well but we are out of time so that okay. was good actually but um, Monica thank you so much for coming on for taking Pleasure. time out of your busy day and world to come and share you've got so much in you you've built wells of of just presence like times with Jesus you've got a history with walking with him and when you speak and share it just overflows and it's just so genuine and authentic and I know this has been super helpful you've given some points and shared some of your life and story and in that there's some really helpful connection points for people and tools that they can use. So thank you so much for doing that. And I know everyone's uh, so blessed just that, that the fact that you've come to share a little bit, a little, little bit has been wonderful. Oh, my pleasure. Such a privilege. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the privilege. Such a privilege. No problem. Um, and, and thank you, everyone else as well. I'm going to get Monica to pray for us in a minute. And um, But, yeah, thank you for, for joining, for those who have joined us all along or just coming on. It's actually such an honour and a privilege and always fun for us to get to do this and, and take a moment out of our busyness just to, to do these. And I, I know that the Holy Spirit's using them to touch and equip and bless people, and, and we just give glory to him. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Uh, Monica, can you pray for us and just release just presence and, and just whatever you feel Holy Spirit saying, really? Sure. Thank you. Oh, we thank you so much, Father God. Thank you for your amazing, amazing love and your amazing grace towards yes. us. Thank you, Lord, that you call us to partner with you. You call us and in not only call us, but you enable and empower oh, us. To walk as Jesus did on this earth, Lord, with servant hearts, serving you first and foremost, Lord, seeking first Jesus and his kingdom, and then walking in whatever you call us to do. And we say, Lord, all of us today say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, Lord God. Lead me into all you have for me. And Lord, I pray for those who, who are listening who may not yet have been able to grasp the heart of the Father, 
um, may struggle with the insecurities that come from not knowing Father God as a loving Father. Yes. I pray that you would come right now, Holy Spirit, and just release your re- deepest revelation into their hearts of your deep, deep love for them, Lord, that, yeah, just pour your love by your spirit into the hearts of everyone listening today that, that we can be motivated by the, and compelled by the love of Christ, the love Amen. of God for us, Lord. And out of that place, out of that amazing place of your love, we can step into all that you've created us to be and do, Lord. Thank yes. you, Lord. Pray you bless every person listening. Pour out your favour. Yes, Lord. Pour out your spirit to overflow. Let the river of life flow from the throne of, of Jesus. Amen. The river of life flow, Lord, into all yes. those areas, Lord, that um, where there's no life right now. Lord, let mm. the river of life flow in and then through and out to others yes. around us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yay. Woo! Yay. I got a cheer. Yay. <laughs> so good. Oh, wow. I feel so full and so blessed. Thank you, Thanks. Monica. Thank you. Uh, Thanks so for doing you. these podcasts for us every week, Gabby. Oh, no worries. It's, it's awesome. Honest. It's a privilege. And I get blessed. I reckon I get blessed more than anyone. <laughs> well, so that's the way of God, isn't it? <laughs> just sit with all of your amazing people and just hear stories and it just flows. And the anointing is just like, whoa, coming onto me. And I love it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone else, for joining us once again. It's always fun. It's always a privilege. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our podcasts. You can also follow us at Melbourne Lights Church on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And until next time, Take care. God bless you and have an amazing week. Bye. God bless. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.